your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Gerard Gallant and his Rangers visit the Fortress tonight. VGK needs a new voice in the locker room. Well, that is to announce lineups. And, of course, we have our predictions and picks for tonight's game. Hi again, everyone. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick in Las Vegas. Thank you so much for making us your first listen each and every day. You could find us on Twitter at LockdownVGK, at Tony Dasco, at TD Chris G. And please subscribe to our YouTube channel. We appreciate all the comments that you leave there as well. And that is Locked On Golden Knights. So, Chris, uh, VGK hosting the Rangers tonight at T-Mobile Arena. And you were talking about VGK on yesterday's show about the Golden Knights blowing leads. Now, I think you said 9 of 27 games they've blown leads this season so far. Uh, The Rangers, I believe, have blown leads now in – seven games over the past month. So I think it's going to be a situation where whatever team scores last, I think will win this game. We'll get into predictions later, but the Rangers are 12, 10 and five. They are definitely on the bubble there. As far as making the playoffs, it's still rather early in the season. The fans are panicked. Everyone in New York, they're starting to want Gallant's head. And uh, he's been shuffling the lines a lot lately. As you know, I'm a Rangers fan. So I keep, uh, of course, uh, a lot of attention on the New York Rangers, and he put Capo Caco on the line. Uh, him and uh, Alexis Lafreniere put them on the top line the other night. They responded with Mika Zabinajad, and it paid dividends as they scored, and they beat St. Louis their last time out. Um, are Tammy Panarin's not playing well? Well, I don't know what this means because he's got 30 points in 27 games. And they say he's not playing well because he has not scored a goal over the last month. Uh, Five on five, I think he's uh, really struggled a lot in that area this this season. So it's not going to matter who leads in this game because whoever leads is going to give up the lead, right? You would have to imagine. All fair, Tony. And so to clarify my perspective, I believe – what I counted in yesterday's show was there was nine out of 27 games where I felt Vegas didn't deliver that finishing blow, if you will. Some leads coughed up, some teams got back in the game, like the Bruins, obviously. That's kind of the perspective that I have uh, when it comes to that. And looking at the Rangers, I mean, they're scoring right now. And, you know, 30 points for Panarin, like you said, 29 for Zibanejad. Adam Fox has 28 points. He's having – um uh petrangelo type of year hopefully we'll get him back tonight we'll uh, have to wait and see how that looks and you know gallant obviously he didn't have to deal with a lot of this in season one as far as line shuffling and things like that um season two and 2.5 i think he probably started obviously before he he was unfortunately uh, surprisingly fired but you know give gallant time i think he'll figure it out but i mean this is the season where the rangers were supposed to get it together right Last year, everyone felt that it was a blessing how far they went. But, you know, I think you and a lot of people thought that a Stanley Cup victory or even a a finals appearance was a little bit too, what's the word I'm looking for, a little too lofty of an expectation. But it obviously 
this is the year they're right. supposed to figure it all out. So maybe they will. I don't know. A lot of points could be scored. Um, trap game, first game back from the road trip for the VGK. So many storylines about where this game is going to go. I don't know. Choppy game. Choppy game with bad ice, Tony. Choppy game, bad ice. <laughs> so the last two times the VGK came off the road resulted in L's. And yes, I'm concerned about this game for the Golden Knights and for the VGK faithful because, again, they come off of a big win. They came off of the Buffalo win, came home, and lost. They come off of this big win in Boston. How do they, I guess, more or less stay focused uh, when they return home because they have now lost two straight on home ice? Yeah, they lost uh, that. It, they left with a two-game losing streak uh, the last time that they were here. So. How do they turn things around on home? Because this is where it's going to really matter at the end of the day, at the end of this season. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's opposite, right? Usually teams can do well with the home cooking and then they go on the road. You hope, you know, simple recipe for success. 75% of your points come, they're not 75%, but a, a 750 win percentage at home, 500 on the road. Hopefully it all works out. And obviously VGK is a, uh, about 97% winning percentage on the road and seems like about 48% at home. So hopefully they can turn that around. And, you know, that's, I mean, that's on Cassidy. Cassidy has taken accountability for getting the team ready for these home games for that first game after the road trip for the first game after a holiday and, and all this. I mean, these are real things. Like it's not just betting angles. It's not just the things we look for in the sports books and look for angles to pick a game. This is real life. And, uh, I'm curious. I'm going to pull up uh, the odds for uh, tonight's game right now, see if we got a line out yet. But I'd imagine the line, it's, I mean, VGK is going to be probably more than a 200 favorite, if I had to guess. But 220, looking, maybe? 220. Yeah, that's probably right. I'll, I'll have it in about 30 seconds for you. Um, but realistically, okay. I mean, this is probably a spot to take the Rangers. Is painful. Wow. Tony, we're way off. 155, minus 155. Okay. What's that line going to do tomorrow? I think that's going to go up. I think so. I think I think it definitely does shift for VGK. I think that there's going to be a lot more money. Um, And and if you are the New York Rangers, I just want to get your objective opinion. Uh, I know that Chris Kreider said this week that every game right now is a must-win situation. Again, this is panic city for the Rangers. Should Gerard Gallant be concerned about his job? I think it's way too soon, way too early to really push the panic button in New York. Personally, last season was his first season, correct? With the with the Rangers, or is this season three right now? This is season three. Okay, so yeah, right. I mean, you know the the lifeline of a coach, and again, VGK averages two and a half seasons. And then they move on. So Gallant is in that spot. I don't know how it is over there on Broadway, obviously, and you know how um, how hot those lights can be. Anything in New York that probably is like that. And I mean, this team had to have higher expectations. I'm sure we can go back and dig up our emails for the over under segments we've done. I'll bet the Rangers were projected to be a hundred and four point team, hundred and two point, hundred and five point team, based on last season. And unfortunately, they are right now. If I look right, they are. The, the playoff bubble one spot they're behind wild card two by two or three points. And that that's a tough hill to climb as you know, VGK learned uh, as the season got later. So sure. Gallant's job could be uh, in jeopardy. And I would, I mean, listen, VGK has got to win the game one way or another tomorrow night. And 
you know, you'd feel terrible for Gallant if uh, VGK wipes the mat with them and wins like six to one. I don't think that's going to happen, but if VGK wipes the mat and wins like six to one and all of a sudden Gallant is, uh, you know, standing out, out, out on Tropicana, you know, packing up a taxi because he's not going to get on the bus with the team. That'd be terrible. Yeah, be more current. It's an Uber probably today in today's world. And Igor old school. He, he's taxi. Gallant's old and- school. Taxi all day. Shesterkin is now 11-4-4, four and four, and I know after one of the recent losses, it might have been the Blackhawks game where the Blackhawks came in with that long losing streak, and then they beat the Rangers in New York City. I think Shesterkin just said, he said the goaltender was no good. He, he sucked, and that was he was talking about himself. Um, and he, I think he puts a lot of pressure on himself. I mean, how many goaltenders would like to be 11-4-4 four and four at this part of the season? But it's the same situation as when VGK loses. It's due to a breakdown defensively, not so much on the goaltender. No, I mean, scoring has been there for the most part. Goaltending has been there for the most part. Aiden Hill had a rough stretch, as did Logan Tom- Thompson. But uh, Thompson's had a very good couple of games as um, as um, the, the, the Aiden Hill had on Saturday against the Red Wings. I think we probably get Aiden Hill on Friday, just thinking a little bit ahead, because there's no Saturday game. So I think uh, you give Aiden, Aiden Hill a crack at the Flyers on Friday night. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes, change up the routine, but it's still on the weekend. But, you know, it's just jerking, like you said, goaltending is not the problem, at least when he's in the net. 11-4-4-2-6-7. I'm guessing his save percentage is probably 9-1-something without having it right in front of me here. Um, but then you look at the backup, uh, Halak, he is not doing it. One six one three zero four goals no. against. So, you know, it seems like they're trying to manage Shesterkin's workload, but this may not be the time to do that. One six and one, the team, uh, you know, we, we've seen this before where a goalie is, you know, doing well and the team responds and, you know, Robin Leonard comes in and the team doesn't have the same pump. And I don't know what's happening in New York. Tony, you're a better reference or someone else, but, you know, we've seen this from afar where a different goalie comes in and the team just doesn't play as well or who knows. And a lot of the fans in New York are still upset about losing Georgiev, uh, the goaltender who was the backup to Igor Shosturkin. And so I think a lot of the fans are still uh, pretty annoyed about that. For some reason, I didn't think he was a great goaltender, but now all things considered, I think that we would wish that he is in New York. I'm surprised that teams, Chris, are not mucking it up against VGK and playing a more physical game. I thought we might see that out of the Boston Bruins. And now Pittsburgh mucked it up a little. That's the only only one. Yeah, that's the only one I can think of. Of course. Yeah, no, sorry. I'll I'll jump in there. Jacob um, Truba. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, you know, Pittsburgh had a game plan, and that was to create havoc in front of the Nets, and it worked. Uh, LT had a great game, but the the – the goal total was obviously not where he'd want it to be. I don't care how many saves he makes. And, you know, the Rangers, I mean, they just let, you know, VGK fan favorite, apparently Ryan Reeves walk after, you know, Gallant scratching him a lot. And, you know, someone said Ryan Reeves has two assists in Minnesota and he's tearing it up. It's like, just stop it. He'll be a healthy scratch in, in three weeks. Three. I can promise you that. Three, three assists. Three assists. Okay. I mean, it's probably, it's probably two more than he had with the Rangers, but you know, we're it's it's a dying breed that that role that Ryan Reeves, Milan Lucic, and you know some of these other players have. And you know, Keegan Colasar is even on the the bubble, if you will, of the physical player. 
but at least he chips in offensively. He can skate a heck of a lot better. And, you know, I know we joke a lot about Kolasar, but he does have a scoring touch. He does have the ability to create plays. And Keegan Kolasar is a big part, like it or not, of the success of line four uh, with Will Carrier and then, you know, enter uh, Nick Wah, Amadio, Howden, whoever it's going to be as a, uh, Jake LeCision, whoever it's going to be as the season progresses. So, you know, it would have been fun to see Revo in the building. It would, it's always uh, nice having him around. Don't get me wrong. He's an awesome dude, but I'm also fine playing against him if he's on the ice too. Coming up next, you know, I like the way Ryan Reeves recently introduced the lineup and the players there starting lineup for the Minnesota wild in the locker room. And uh, coming up next, what VTK <laughs> player, because I pose this question to you, uh, perhaps currently or celebrity even, should be reading the starting lineups for VGK. We'll talk about that when we return right here on Locked On Golden Knights. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting information for stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for each and every professional and amateur league that's out there, from football to basketball soccer to esports we've got you covered across the board at betonline.net and if you love sports podcasts you can find those as well at betonline and we are always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn a lot more betonline where the game starts welcome back from las vegas tony cardasco and chris Golick. you could find us of course uh, wherever you get your podcast and make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel, Lockdown Golden Knights. Chris does a phenomenal job with setting that up each and every day. And we definitely appreciate you subscribing and please leave those messages because it gave us an entire segment on yesterday's show. Love it. That was so, fun. So Chris, uh, I, I, I sent you a text uh, I, of course, yesterday about Ryan Reeves reading the lineup card and he does it like with so much excitement and gets everyone fired up. And he did it uh, for the wild. He did it in New York for the Rangers. And so it made me think, I started to think who was the last like VGK player. And I don't know. I think Reeves had to do this at some point to read the lineup in the locker room to get everyone fired up. And I put it out on Twitter as well. And so Tyler at T O H. T.O. 80 found the Jonathan Marshall. So uh, last time I guess that this happened, it was back in 2020. And again, uh, thanks to at Steve M comedy. Uh, he also brought attention to Marshall. So, and I just think it would be something that would be fun, entertaining. You get that social media reach. That thing went viral when Ryan Reeves did the starting lineups and flower. You know, and he's he's done it in New York with uh, Shesterkin, and of course he goes crazy. Who would bring that excitement to the VGK locker room by introducing the players? So you know, you you've seen both sides of it, right? You've seen the excitable players, you've seen celebrities come in and do it, you've seen the hockey moms and dads come in and do it, and I think you know it would be good to pay homage to someone who you know a big part of of season one. Uh, retired a, a Vegas Golden Knight, someone who, you know, everyone recognizes in the building and things like that. Someone who was such, you know, a big part, you know, of season one. And of course, I'm talking none other than, no, 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 no. Vadim 
Shipashov. That's who I'm talking about. I want Vadim <laughs> Shipashov to do it once. It'll be the first <laughs> Vegas Golden Knight to retire. At, the first player to retire as a Vegas Golden Knight. I think it'd be a wonderful way to pay homage and get that locker room pumped up because that dude was so good oh, for the man. locker room. He was such a good teammate. He hate. I, I'm joking, folks. But Shipashov, you know, he definitely um, kind of went out with a blaze of fire. He could not connect in Vegas. He hated staying at Red Rock. He made comments about walking through the Smoky Casino. So I'm just having some fun. But the first person that comes to mind, honestly, that should do it. And I'm probably, I, I guarantee, I'm taking Tony's fire right now, which makes us feel even better. But Lil Jean, right? It's got to be Lil Jean. It's got to be. Go ahead, Tony. Oh wow. Oh, good one. No. Oh, no, you did no, no. Wow. I was I was thinking something opposite. I was thinking Lil John, Lil John would be Lil John would be phenomenal. That's perfect. He it's would do perfect. a great job. I'll pat um, myself on the back. I was going I was going with I was going with John Taffer to do Ooh. it like bar rescue style. I like that. I love I that. I think one. John Taffer would be pretty good in the locker room. You like that one? I love it. And then amongst the VGK players currently. Uh, who would be good at reading in the locker room? Who would be the best at reading the lineups and getting people fired up? I saw the Marsha so on. Nothing against you, Marchie, or whatever they call you. But I wasn't feeling it. I really wasn't feeling it. And I would have to say, currently, current player, I would go with Mark Stone. Couldn't Mark Stone get everyone fired up? Who gets them fired up? Marsha so does, yes, but he doesn't have – the way that he delivers, it's all about the delivery, right, with the lineup. Who can make that delivery? Who can get this team going? I'm going to go against you on Mark. Nothing against Mark Stone. I don't see him as the, like, with the energy that March so had in that video that was shared with us. I'm trying to go against the grain a little bit, and I actually think Alec Martinez could be a lot of fun. Alec Martinez, so on the serious side, First player on the ice, last player off the ice mentality, especially every intermission. He is the last player off the ice, high five in the players and stuff like that. And when I'm watching him in warmups, there's a different side of him. I always get him and Will Carrier passing the puck across from each other. And he's goofy. He's just doing funny facial expressions as he's doing it. I think the team would really respond. And I think Alec Martinez has that side of him where he could get them all pumped up and maybe go into a gear that the players don't expect. So active player, my serious answer, although uh, Shipashev coming in would, would be just epic or John Taffer or Lil John. But I think Alec Martinez could do a really good job. And on the celebrity front, front just thinking of a couple more, uh, like Five Finger Death Punch, those guys are at all the games. I think that would be a, 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 a burst of energy mm -hmm. for the the players that know who they are, no disrespect, you know, but a few of the players might not be into that. I don't know. Um, I don't think um, the killers would be the uh, Brandon flowers. I don't think he'd be the type to do it though. I don't know. No. And the fans still feel jinxed by my guys with the magic dragons. So I don't think that's going to happen either. So, yeah, but I'm the good luck. Uh, remember no, I'm, I'm the good luck for the happen. Stanley cup. I still, to this day, only Vegas golden Knights season ticket holder to crank the siren in a Stanley cup winning game so ha i'm good i'm good for for the vegas golden knights who me who did I, that i did i i did game you one of the Stanley the Cup finals i cranked the siren between the first and second intermission and they won who knew this there's a who video this i'll, I'll, I'll find yeah, are you gonna why don't you put the video up i'll get it up. I, well, you need I'll, to put it put it up on twitter okay? i'll get up there bro we need to see this that's great <laughs> so that was 
<laughs> I'll get it up there, Brosois. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think Ooh, Brosois I think can it read, read the lineups. And there why, you go. Why doesn't VGK do more? Or who's the pranksters currently on this team? Because we had Reeves, we had Flower, uh, Marshall so got involved only because of Flurry. Uh, but are there any pranksters on this team currently? I got to think Marchesso is still the prankster. Um, I could see William Carlson following his footsteps. Um, I think Jack Eichel has a side to him that a lot of us don't see. That's kind of fun. Um, Logan Thompson got to be LT's got to be the prankster. Stop it. LT LT's the prankster. I'll, I'll give, I'll take action. Mm-hmm. So, so who do they, who would get them fired up though? You know, in that locker room, I'm just curious if there's any other players that were, we are missing that would get them going if they read the lineups and why don't they do this more frequently or something fun like that? Cause Honestly, I think it's fun Phil and Kessel they do it, it in a lot of other locker rooms. I He's think it's so Kessel tame showed and that mild though. He is, but that's the thing We're we're trying to get people out of their bubbles, right? That's part of it is that comfort with coming okay. out of your bubble okay. and getting all goofy and stuff. All right. I'm down with that. And we'll have to find out. Hopefully they do something because I think that this would definitely get the fans' attention. It'll get it to go viral. Hopefully my friends from VGK and social media are tuning in on our show today. Here, here's the up contest. Next, here, got here Tony. I, I got it right now. I got it. Here's the contest, VGK. You can have this free of charge. You have fans send in video auditions of reading a lineup that can be creative, whether it's in their home office, they go somewhere, wherever it is, and they read a mock lineup to get the players pumped up. And then they take the best three, four, five, whatever people, and they let them read a lineup for a game. There you go, BGK. Write it up. Take it. That would be fun. Yeah, that would be a, that would be a blast. I think that they should get sponsorship behind that and sell it. Absolutely. We need another sponsor of the 300-plus for VGK. Up next, we're going to take a look at our predictions for tonight's game and, of course, our locks of the night. That's all ahead right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Welcome back to Lockdown Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick in Las Vegas. And thank you for making Lockdown Golden Knights your first listen. For your next listen, please check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast. Of course, it's the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, on YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. And welcome back, everyone. And so I think it's that time for us to make our predictions for the big game between the Rangers and the Vegas Golden Knights. And for the Rangers, I'm wondering if I'm wondering if anyone like really is attached to Gallant. I think Jonathan Marshall, so I thought at the time, took it pretty hard. Hundred percent. And of course, Reeves is no longer here, but. Who else? Who else might uh, might really be um, a player that engages still currently with Gerard Gallant and was a Gallant guy that's currently on the roster? Um, Riley Smith, right? wasn't uh, Wasn't Gallant coaching both of them in Florida? I would have to assume. I could be wrong on that. Yeah, I so think I, so. I yeah, would take Marcheseau and Riley Smith. Outside of that, as far as people on the organization now that coached him. I mean, you know, obviously William Carlson's the only other one I can think of. Um, Mark Stone only had him for a short time, I believe. And I mean, Mark Stone probably uh, engaged yeah. with everybody. He just he's that guy. 
Um, but I could see an you know a relationship where March is so and Riley Smith still talk to him on a semi regular basis. I, you know, they could be at dinner right now for all I know, getting ready to go out to uh, you know, go up uh to one of the nightclubs and go party up tonight. Who knows? I'm gonna put a total on this game blown leads. The over under is two and a half. Two and a half blown leads in this game. I feel like that's a, a prop that you can do in the Super Bowl. How many time, how many lead changes are there going to be? And it feels like it's right around there. Yeah, it could be interesting, though, because even in the 6-4 to four Ranger win the other night against the St. Louis Blues, Blues uh, they blew, I think, two or three leads. And and it's just it's amazing. Neither one of these teams could hang on to a lead. So if your team, be it the Rangers or the Golden Knights, goes up in this game two or three to nothing – it's not over, folks. It's not over. Don't go up to the Hyde Lounge yet and start putting them back because something's bound to happen in this game. I'm going to go, and again, I'm always the villain on this show. I'm going to go with a 4-3 New York Rangers win because Chris Kreider said so. He said it's a must-win situation each and every night, and Chesterkin, I think, is going to be in a zone. Yeah, I mean, um, I've been going up and back with it. Normally, I can get a prediction pretty quick in my head that I feel good about, and I've still been wrestling up and back with it. I think the saving grace is Gerard Gallant in this game, and that's going to bring a little extra energy for the Vegas Golden Knights. Not that they want to stick it to him or anything like that, but, you know, just like how Gallant's going to have an extra, you know, a little extra energy for this game, I think some of the Golden Knights will have the same. I really think Cassidy is going to do whatever he can to get them ready for the first and the second period. Maybe we can tell the scorekeeper, whoever's running this thing, to flash second period first and on the scoreboard and something weird like that. I don't know. Um, I think it's an ugly game. I do think it's a high-scoring game. I think we have a 5-4 overtime winner because my son will be rooting for the Rangers tomorrow night, not wearing any Golden Knights gear because Rangers are a second team. He wants to share for the Rangers tomorrow night. So me and little Chris will go with a 5-4 overtime Rangers victory. No shootout, okay. though. No shootout. I, I wanted to ask you about this. I wanted to ask you about this. I forgot to mention it on yesterday's show, Stars of the Game in Boston. Who cares? It was Taylor Hall, Brad Marchand, and the number three star was Cotter. We've seen some home cooking, though, for VGK with Stars of the Game. <clears throat> It's who cares? Like people are getting all mad about stars of the game. Like it's, it's home people voting on it. It's, I don't know who, I don't even know who does it. It's not the press. Cause no one's asked me who I thought the stars of the game were And like, who cares? Who cares who the stars of the game are? Who cares about any of that nonsense? You know, it's cool if all the VGK players get it. Cause they give a stick to a kid in the crowd or now it's like a poker chip or something. So we're, we're getting the kids started young apparently. And that's cool. So yeah, it's there like we go. a pillow, but it looks like a poker chip, Tony. It looks it's like, like a, a, looks it's like a, a pillow chip. I know. I don't know if I like it or not. Of course, I'm very hard to please. Okay, it's time now for our locks of the night. And I believe that you go first on today's show. I'll go two-thirds of the Misfits. Give me Marchie and Carlson. I'm going to go. And they did you hear the PA, the PA announcer the other night in Boston? He called him Nick Roy. That, that, it's Nick Matt Roy, Roy for the uh, I'm going to go with... <laughs> I'm going to go with Nick Wah. I'm going to go with Nick Wah, and I'm going to go with Mark Stone. Mark Stone. Like, What would be an opportune time for this team, a big game, for the VGK 
to do that with the lineups. I, I'm still kind of curious, and I still think at times it's fun. And if you're playing a big game, obviously a playoff game would be huge. But are there any other special occasion games coming up this season that um, you could think I of? I would say, like, are we New Year's Are we Eve welcoming New anyone Day? else That's back? The first oh, one. Uh, Pete DeBoer? Pete DeBoer. The Pete, the Pete DeBoer fun. game. Yeah, Pete DeBoer read the lineup. He's not going to be doing anything. Um, probably the no, I would no, say actually we don't want the, him in there. But <laughs> the New Year's Eve game, I would say that the matinee. I think that that'd be a fun one to do it for. Um, just because it's Edmonton on January fourteenth, I would say that'd be a good game to do it for. Wow, Dallas. Oh, because that's a holiday, so it's an, a matinee in there. Um, what else do we got? Any of the matinee games? Give me the matinee games. I think that'd be a weird spot to do it just because it's early starts. Uh, okay, here you go. The last two games of the season looking way ahead, uh, family Tuesday, April 11th and Thursday, April 13th. Those games are both against the Seattle Kraken. Who would have thought those last two games could decide the division for both teams? I mean, I think that I still think it's an awesome, remarkable story. And we got four months to get to that point right now. But I still think that's absolutely remarkable that the 31st and 32nd teams, respectfully, in the NHL could be one, two in the in the entire conference and possibly even face off, depending on the playoff seedings for the conference championship. I think it can work out like that because so, they reseed in the conference finals. So they won't play each other in the first or second round, I don't think. So who knows? It could happen. Okay, your guy on Tuesday night scored a goal, Shane Wright, your guy, against Montreal. Okay, that's good. I mean, he looked really good for Coachella, I will say. Um, he he, he <laughs> looked just the saw parts. him. Okay, jump in yeah. there. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you, you okay. I'm not going to okay lie. Your, your video is lagging a bit today, but uh, your audio is coming through just fine. Um, but... I like Shane Wright. I like okay. uh, what he brings out there. I like um, I liked his game. He was a little scrappy out there and noticeable. I mean, that's a big thing that you look at at any level, AHL or NHL, who's noticeable out there, especially at the AHL level where I don't know a lot of these guys' names, you know, especially on the on the visiting teams. So, you know, uh, like another player who stood out to me was Alexander True uh, for the Coachella Valley Firebirds, another bird in the Pacific. That was actually brought up none other by uh, our town crier in his pregame there you go. It's Tony. The town crier is going to read the lineup. The town crier. That's it, Tony. End the show oh. right there. Book it. Oh. I'm dropping the mic. I'm out of okay. here. I, <laughs> I think it's time to get out of here anyway. We I'll thank everyone for That's tuning in. Home. We appreciate you making us your first listen each and every day. Of course, you could find Locked on Golden Knights wherever you get your podcast. Make sure that you please subscribe to our YouTube channel at Locked On Golden Knights. For my man, Chris Golick, I'm Tony Cardasco. Tomorrow, recap of VGK versus the Rangers. Whoever has the lead late in the game probably is going to blow it or something crazy is going to happen in this game. Fireworks. We'll see you tomorrow right here on Locked On Golden Knights.